biased. Yes. And now, uh, yeah, but don't get me wrong. If you're going to be biased, you're going to be biased. But then, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it reduces the bias, gives you a reason to say, oh, this person actually got here by merit. But then when it's time for me to then interview this person one-on-one, I still have to make the final call. But yeah. I agree 100%. Those are kind of like steps in which it takes us to do. Yeah, 100%. I was reading an article, an IBM article. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Scaling with People podcast. I'm Guinevere Curry, your host, and I'm excited to have Tommy Edwards here with me today. We're going to be talking about AI and recruiting. Tommy, welcome. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, thanks so much, Grant. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be on here. Um, so like by way of introduction, I'm Tommy Edwards, I'm the CEO and co-founder of a platform called Tech1M. Um, Tech1M in itself, it's an HR platform, but mainly deals um, with AI for talent acquisition and skill assessment. Um, so we enable hiring managers to be able to attract, evaluate, and hire candidates um, pretty much seamlessly while leveraging the power of communities as an alternative to job boards. I love that. And, and recruiting is such a hot topic. It always seems to be a hot topic, right? Uh, you can't recruit fast enough. You can't recruit the right talent. Uh, you know, wh- where are all the candidates? So let's dive into that. What is the role of AI when it comes to recruiting? I know AI is, you know, still kind of a new thing, right? I mean, it's been around for a long time, but when it comes to actually being publicly available, being used, companies coming out like yourself that are doing things from an AI perspective, what's the role? Oh, um, that's a very <laughs> loaded. Um, it question. is. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, like AI has come to stay and um, AI in terms of within any industry is going to really change the way we do things. Now, I believe we, we, we've all seen um, that, especially with the open source access to open AI, which pretty much changed the way everybody starts to think. As you could imagine um, from the different reports I've seen, they they were pretty much the first to get a a million users within just a few days. And that's to tell you in terms of how people are adopting um, AI. But then what role does it have in HR in itself and in hiring? I feel like what this does for us is it takes off all the mundane tasks and turns them into way more accurate things and saves us a bit of time here, a bit of time there, allows our productivity to be higher. I'll give you an example. Um, In 2023, there's really no reason for you to write a job description from scratch. But yes, a lot of us do that. And if we could just take away that, if you you sit down uh, a hiring manager today or someone within recruitment and tell them, um, you know, what are the longest time they're taking writing job description, except they've written it before. And this is a, a role that, oh yeah, you already exist. They're just switching the person. Um, typically it takes them a while. Then they have to go through tons of approvals and stuff like that. But then what AI could do in those sort of regards is that it's it seen so many job applications and it now knows that oh, this is a sort of description. Whenever you're talking about, you're trying to hire a business analyst. This is what you should be asking for. These are the skills you should be asking for. So it saves us time in those sort of areas. But then we start to go into deeper things. How do you evaluate a candidate and say this is a good quality candidate? Now, AI can do everything for us, but it can help us. It can guide us 
towards making a better decision. As, as humans, the ultimate decision still falls with us and we still have to use the skills and pretty much the experience that we've gathered for so many years to be able to determine, and the intuition that we probably have that AI doesn't, um, you know, probably accurately, um, still be able to use that in selection. But let's not take for granted what AI could actually really do. Um, for the things that we've been seeing in this uh, in this area is that you could feed the AI and um, into like resumes. You feed them resumes. You feed them. Um, videos that they transcribe and fit the transcription into AI. And now you can basically chat with the AI and start to talk to it like, oh, wow, is Gwen um, a great facilitator? And it starts to tell you based on the information it knows about Gwen. This is new for uh, pretty much recruitment. This is new in this era. And we're going to keep seeing more and more transformative things like that. Um, in terms of suggesting assessments that these people should take, you know, a candidate is coming along. How do I know that this candidate is solid? How do I know in terms of, you know, in terms of the psychometrics, do, are they a better team player or not? Now, is it going to tell us 100%? But no, but to give us a guide based yeah. on what he has seen from other people. So I think AI has a lot of roles to play. That's kind of like just in the talent acquisition aspect. And as we start to go into further performance review, as we start to go into you know, having our employee information and what we can really do to make the candidate experience brilliant, employee experience brilliant and high retention for companies, I feel like AI has a significant role to play because now it can start to tell us what this person likes and what this group of people wants. And this changes as you know, as the years goes by, as a different season goes by. Um, so we're still in the very, very early stages of this. And uh, I know that more things are to come, but saying all of this, there's also the ethical part of it. Yes. And that's kind of like the topic. This is interesting, but also dangerous. How do we make sure that we are using this ethically? And I feel like these are the questions we constantly need to ask ourselves as we dive into AI in any industry, but especially HR, because we are dealing with people. Yeah, 100%. And I I think one thing it can help is it can actually drive better efficacy and, and diversity, right? In the sense of like, you can actually, I'm, I'm sure your platform has this functionality where you can go and say, anonymize this. And it basically takes away pictures and names. Maybe it's just initials so that when, recruiters and, and HR professionals are providing information to hiring managers. There's no, oh, it's a female or a male, or it's, you know, not a white person or whatever the different variables are of the diversity that we're still trying to make more of within our world. Right. So I yeah, love that absolutely. feature. Absolutely. It reduces the bias. Yes. And now, now, but don't get me wrong. If you're going to be biased, you're going to be biased. But that's then, true. <laughs> <laughs> and it reduces the bias, gives you a reason to say, oh, this person actually got here by merit. But then when it's time for me to then interview this person one on one, I still have to make the final call. But yeah. I agree 100 percent. Those are kind of like steps in which it takes us to do. Yeah, 100%. I was reading an article, an IBM article, actually, about AI uh, for CEOs. And what I loved about it was uh, generative AI is all about people. And it talks about how the three things that CEOs need to be thinking about in regards to the generative AI world is you need to be upscaling your employees. 
you need to be creating a culture of curiosity and you need to be redefining ways of working in your business. And so I think all of those are so great. And at the same, simultaneously, sometimes you can't upscale people. And sometimes when you're redefining the ways of working in your business, you need to go out and find new people. And so this is where the recruiting piece comes into play. Absolutely. And like every organization, it's always important for you to recruit the right people, retrain existing people, repurpose the people you have, and figure out ways to retain them. And I think that um, AI is going to, you know, help us be more productive in the ways in which we do that. Uh, we'll be able to pinpoint areas in which we could do that and do that accurately or at least efficiently. And um, as time goes on, uh, we, we're hoping that we'll be able to guide us until we're able to say, okay, this is the exact sort of person I want. And once I'm able to see this person and understand the features of this person, I can drag this, this uh, type of person into my organization. Like I said, it's, it's the early days of it, but the early days is already super powerful. Um, yeah. Now you could do more than words. You could do speeches. You could do images. You could, it's a scary what you could do with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy out there. And I think really it's all about um, a culture of creativity, right? Like I said earlier, it's all about how creative can you be to then have the AI support that creativity. One of the things you said earlier, I really want to harp on because you know, for the audience here, they might be just starting to recruit for their team. They might be, you know, just the founder and, you know, need to now go out and find a couple people. Maybe there are 20 people in, they've brought all the people they trust in their network. And now they got to actually start recruiting unknowns. Um, and so one of the things I love what you said is so true. And I use this, uh, I think almost daily, it feels like is have AI do the job description for you. It will get you 80% there, right? The, the key here is, making sure that you are not just putting something in AI and taking it and using it. You have to, to verify, edit, and customize to you. But if you put in some key attributes of, of what you need and what you're looking for, the job description is going to be created. And then you can go from there. I think the hardest thing, I'm a mathematician. So for me, the hardest thing to do is looking at a blank screen of screen or AKA used to be paper, right? And right. create something from scratch. And that's what I love about AI. It, it's so powerful to just be able to put in a couple thoughts and it and it starts building it out. And, and then you can start, to, like you said, talking to it, right? Well, that's, that's not enough. I need more experience, redo it, you know? And then it does it with, right? Oh, I forgot. I also needed this skill set. Can you add that in? Um, and then you have that job description. What's the next step? Well, it's actually figuring out what you're going to be asking your people during the exactly. interview process, right? Yeah. So then you yeah. go, based off the above job description, give me questions I should ask candidates. Yeah. And what a great, I mean, that takes out, uh, gosh, that probably takes out several hours, especially for people who are, you know, I can do it quicker because that's my forte, right? That's what I've been doing for years. But for someone who's focusing on building an app or a product or taking something to market, that might not necessarily be their forte. And so this really can reduce so much burden of time. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just about to touch on the, the, the interview questions as well, because those are kind of like things it could tell you, you already knows what's be. just ask it. And then it gives you those sort of questions, those questions to ask. And you could also ask it what, what an example of a good answer would be. <laughs> oh, I haven't tried that one. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I that's really great. You, you know, yeah. so all of that are like things that it's almost like you, it's created a brown neuro called prompt engineering. 
you yeah. have to give it the right prompt. Yes. And once you give it the right prompt, it, the sky is the limit on pretty much what it could do. And, I, and like I said, you know, it's something that we're still learning to use very, very well. But I think it's just going to make us more superhumans because now we could spend that time really doing the things that matter and trying to just leave all the very um, easy, not easy, but things that, you know. Administrative stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I love how it's, it's lifted me up for sure. Because again, like I said, I'm a math major, I'm not a writer. So it is, it is definitely improved uh, my time usage <laughs> significantly. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit here. And I'd love to talk to you about in regards to like recruiting and finding the right talents, where does social media, social networks come in and, and how, what's their place in finding the right talent? Okay. So Honestly, this is like blew my mind when I read this article. Um, so I read an article from, I believe it, it was from the Financial Times. And it was where in, in terms of how different HR leaders and pretty much CEOs were saying what they are finding in the organization. Because we went through a time where lots of people, talents wanted something completely different, especially after covid and yeah. you have the whole ghosting and the quitting quietly and all of those sort of times that, that we're still facing, but it was a whole lot more rapid in 2022, 2021. But then there is, there's this thing that 40% of the candidates that end up becoming very good employees and could retain for longer actually come in through employee referrals. And employees typically will go into their network and we'll be able to say, my company is hiring for blah, 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 blah. So imagine how do they build those networks? Those networks are either sitting on a WhatsApp group, they are either sitting um, on their Telegram, or just the power that they've dealt with in an alumni and, and things like that. So where I really feel social media can, can take um, a turn within the whole recruitment phase is where we start to think about the creator economy and the communities. So you have, there's mm -hmm. so many communities out there. In fact, there are over 3 million communities on, wow. on pretty much out there that are very talent focused. So these are different uh, people handling different things that has to be able to do with talent management. And where do you think you'll be able to, if you're able to put in the job you're looking for in the right um community environment, the right social platform to the right group, I feel like you start to get a whole lot better result. And this is where you are now 10xing the whole idea of employee referral, taking it exactly onto the social platform that those sort of people would be. An example would be, let's say you're trying to hire a product manager and there is this old platform that basically helps bring in new product managers upscale existing product managers and basically just does the CPD for senior product managers. If you are putting your product management job right in front of those people, the mm -hmm. chances that you find the right candidates faster. And it's like, where do you find them? So it's like, it's a, it's a community, it's a cluster of, of people placing it directly. And I know when people hear, oh, hire through social media, everyone is thinking social ads. Um, I feel like, yeah, social ads has its place, but sometimes it could be too broad. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is where if you're niching what you're doing and going for a direct harrow and you're just going specifically 
to the different communities that you want. The, what we've been saying is that your chances of finding not quantity, but quality candidates is extremely high. I think that's such a great tip. I hope everyone heard that because I'm starting to lean into that more of like working with the hiring manager and the hiring teams, not just the hiring manager, but the hiring teams, the people who are interviewing, the people who are going to be working with this person that you're hiring as a coworker and asking them, hey, I've posted this on LinkedIn, on whatever social media, you know, platform you're doing. And can you re like, can you repost on your social media and can you help me get this out and, and be able to spread the word? And it's so powerful because everybody has a very niche network and it's, you know, you are who you hang out with basically, right. Even social media wise. And so when you, when if, I challenge everyone listening, go into your social media and go and peruse who you are connected with and how many of them are in the same role, function, um, lifespan, like where you are in your life, how many of them are in the same? And I can, I, I would bet it would be you know, the majority of your network is very similar to you. And that's just human nature. So why not ask your best employees who you want to basically replicate or, you know, duplicate and ask them to post because they have access to the people that you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then there are, there are just some other like, you know, groups, like you find a lot of things on like Facebook groups, Telegram groups, and um, that they're just like a gathering of, you know, graphic designers. And I'm like, oh, wow. How do you get into this place <laughs> and say, I want to find this? So I feel like if once we start um, having that as an alternative to job bots, so it's like not, not saying we don't use job boards, but it's like also have another alternative. Then the chances of attracting very good quality candidates are higher. And then you then figure out the, you know, we've talked about AI, we've talked about so many other things that you can now use in evaluating those candidates for them to be able to suit your organization in terms of skill, culture, values, and the different things that you want within your organization. But it's all about attracting the right people in the beginning. And that's yeah. kind of like where, where the hardest job is. Right. And so let's talk about this from the beginning, right? Like when you're starting your business and you're, you know, making your first, first, I would say first hire to probably your 50th hire, those people are going to be the baseline of how you build your business. So how do you go about building lean teams in a startup environment? Oh, um, so this question I get asked time and time again. And I think the answer is pretty much having a borderless mindset. So you have to look beyond your jurisdiction and start to think outside. I'll start, to, I'll give you an example. So what we realized um, in our, because when we started, it's all about building a very lean, because it's all about how do you use this money you have and allow right. you to take you for a longer runway <laughs> until you're able to get the funding you need for the next round and in order to do that you have to be smart in on how you hire and this is where we discovered borderless hiring so borderless hiring basically is where you're finding a way to be able to mix uh people that are going to be in the same country alongside people that are not going to be in the same country but mm -hmm. identifying places where you could hire specific talents um for very very good price so if I, if I give you uh, an example, 
So typically, if you're to hire, uh, let's say, a product manager um, in the US, and if this product manager has, say, five years plus experience, so they're not like new to the game, typically you're talking 200K and above, Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. And then when you are coming to the UK to do the same thing, and uh, you're talking 120K uh, pounds, which is about, my math is bad right now. But then, <laughs> Probably around 180, it depends. Exchange yeah, rates yeah, are yeah. fluctuating so, so, crazy. Okay. Way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then if you start to go into like Europe and Eastern Europe, that drastically comes down. Then yeah. you're now talking about 50,000. Mm-hmm. 60, if you go all the way into Africa, that gets you into the 30,000, you know, and this is where you now start to think of what exactly do you want this person to do? And this is how we started to think about it. So it's about, if it's about writing codes, um, they are writing similar codes. If this person is a grade five here and this person is a grade five in this country, what exactly, uh, why should we pick this over this? There are some additional things that your organization would need, but then it's all about um, trying to find the right candidates in a borderless environment, understanding the constraints of remote working and also the advantages that it provides you. And that can start to allow you to build a combination and start to build a very, very lean um, startup. So with that, you could have all the different elements you require. You understand the sacrifices you would have to make in terms of time zones, but then you can also be strategic. And in terms of picking time zones that are not so far away, I'll give an example. I'm in London. London is kind of like, it, it makes sense to go Africa. It makes sense to go Eastern Europe because we're kind of like in the middle. Give or, give or take the time difference. But I understand if you're in America, the East Coast is a uh, way different timing uh, from if you, you know, the, it, that to London is just too much in terms of the time difference. But you, but LATAM might be the best place for you to look at yeah. when it comes to that. So it's all about op- how opening up your mindset to having this whole borderless form of hiring because there are now so many tools that could help you simplify that. Oh, that yeah. could help you cross over, you know, the huddles that in terms of how do I give them a contract? How do I pay them? How do I hire them? Where do I find them? Um, all of that is now available. And this is, these are kind of like the aftermath of COVID where we had no choice. 100%. So with, yeah, with this, I feel like this has brought an opportunity for us to start to think about uh, where was the threshold? I don't need to pay a ton of money, especially when I'm a startup. Uh, once I have built this, we've gone to the level that we need, then I can start to bring in some other type of skill sets into my organization that we actually really need. But you don't need to like just go for the big bang at the same time where your startup dies before it even starts to get traction. Yeah, that is so smart. And there are so many uh, vendors and tools out there that you know will help people hiring and dealing with the legalities and making sure that you're able to pay people. Uh, so there's a ton out there, certainly something that I can support, my team can, can support if anyone is wondering what that looks like and how to start implementing that amazing uh, idea and, and concept. Because you're right, it is you you only have you don't you don't have infinite money, right? Like you have a very specific finite amount of money, whether you're on your first round or your tenth round of funding. Um, while you're building and you're you're building your your business, 
your product or services, whatever it is that you're building, you're building your reputation, you're starting to get clients, it takes time. And so you definitely need to make sure that you're thinking about your runway through that whole process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been fun, Tommy. I really appreciate all the insight. As we wrap up the call, is there any last final words or thoughts, tips, tricks, tools that you would love to shout out to the listeners? Um, yeah, I feel like um, at, in, right now where we are, um, there's so many tools out there that's helped us. And I feel would we'll, we'll definitely help the listeners listening. Um, like you mentioned, for butterless hiring, the, the, the tools like deal remote and things that you could use. But you could also check out Tech1M, which could help you in attracting, evaluating, and hire these candidates from anywhere. Awesome. Tommy, it was a pleasure speaking with you today, and I hope everyone has a wonderful day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, have a wonderful one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome.